Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Peace comes at a great price. Isaiah 53 verse 5 says, He was wounded for our rebellious acts. He was crushed for our sins. He was punished so that we could have peace and we received healing from his wounds. We have seen some horrible conflicts between nations or groups within a country. We know of the horrors of slavery, how in many instances slaves revolted violently in order to be freed. We have seen the struggles of the civil rights movement in the United States, where many lives were lost to racial discrimination. And through the brutal struggles, the fight ended formally with the signing of the Civil Rights Act in 1964, prohibiting discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. Very often, groups come together to sign peace accords, to declare the end of wars, conflicts, and to formally agree to live in peace. Sometimes these accords hardly last long, while others have to be maintained at great price. Let us consider what happened at Calvary. We see the first real conflict with humans when Adam blamed Eve for their disobedience in eating the forbidden fruit. That was mild compared to the expression of rage that Cain demonstrated against his brother Abel as he was angry that his offering to God was rejected. Since then, mankind has engaged in individual conflicts, conflicts between groups, nations, families. Right now, there are numerous wars going on within countries and between countries. Jesus came into the world to bring peace. That's the Christmas story. In fact, 700 years before his birth, he was prophetically referred to as a Prince of Peace. On the last night before his crucifixion, he offered peace to the disciples and actually told them that he was giving a peace that is far superior and stronger than any peace that the world could offer. In John 16.33, he told them that it was inevitable that they, that they will face conflicts of one kind or another, but that he has become stronger than the worst that the world can throw on his followers. But what makes all of this peace that Jesus offers possible? The text is commonly regarded as a direct prophecy about the death of Christ, but let us look at one segment of it. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Or as another translation says, the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. Are you seeing what I am seeing? The Prince of Peace came into this world to give us peace. We heard it as part of the angelic chorus that was sung on the day he was born. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor dwells. This peace that Jesus offers was obtained at a great price. It was obtained through his death. The conflict that humans experienced in all different spheres of life is a consequence of sin in the world. Our best efforts cannot achieve peace. We may have ceasefires, we may try to use the military, we initiate conflict resolutions, we seek to cooperate, we sign peace treaties and peace accords, and these are good. These show that we are trying to bring about peace. But the simple truth is that with the best of intention, these human efforts do not always hold up. These attempts at achieving peace are not solid and foolproof. Somewhere along the line, something happens and through, and through our efforts, we find ourselves back in conflicts. So hear Jesus when he says, I'm leaving you peace. I'm giving you my peace. 
I don't give you the kind of peace that the world gives, so don't be troubled or cowardly. Jesus was not being disrespectful. He was simply saying that the world's version of peace is not sustainable because the hearts of the people who initiate these peace efforts are sinful and it is only a matter of time that the peace efforts fall apart. Jesus acknowledged that and he is saying that I consider peace so important, so critical to human existence that I made it a part of the agenda of my sacrificial death. I carried your sins, I carried your diseases, and I carried your conflicts in my body when I was crucified. And in return, I give you peace, the peace that the world wants but cannot give you. My peace comes at a great price. My peace was purchased with my life. When I died on the cross, I was gaining your peace for you. That was the price I had to pay. I laid down my life so that you can experience real peace. I was punished, chastised, just so you can find real peace. You might be wondering, how do I really experience this peace that Jesus offers? Let's take the issue of anxiety or worry. That is a feature of human life. We get anxious. We worry over big things and small things. What anxiety does is robs us of peace because we are consumed with the issues of life and their debilitating effects on us. And we stay up all night. We are in turmoil, worrying about these things that are often bigger than we can resolve. What does Jesus propose? He says in Philippians 4, 6 and 7 that our first step is to pray. When we pray about our issues and our problems, we are engaging God in our business. In that act of praying about the things that cause us great concern, the things that lead to anxiety, we are handing them over to Jesus. We are saying that this matter is bigger than me and causing me to be anxious or worried. Let me turn it over to you, Jesus. He says that when you do so sincerely, he gives you in return his peace that will impact your life totally. This peace is uncommon and amazing. This peace is what Jesus bought for you and me when he died on the cross. My friend, real peace comes at a great price. Jesus paid it all, paid in full. Take his peace and live a peace-filled life from now on.